Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you'll ever need in your entire role-playing game career. I'm your host, NC Weber, here with returning special guest... Jack. Jack, just Jack, nothing else, just Jack. Mm. Jack and nothing else. Jack is his name. And for the first time, someone entirely new who isn't Jack... And their name is... Uh, that is Isaac, also on the Law and Disorder podcast, playing Oh, Cons. yeah, I'm on that. <laughs> and then Melina. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, we play together. We, this'll be fun. It's an all-Law and Disorder day today. Ah, it is. Let's get back into character. <laughs> it felt yeah. so weird to not say, Isaac playing Melina. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to stop myself from saying I play Melina. So... You also play Melina? Yeah. Well, let's switch one night. I'll play Dashbold. Okay. <laughs> Look, I've been tempted to throw a, a Freaky Friday episode at you for a while. Oh, I'd be 100% down with that. Oh, I don't think you... Oh, mm-hmm. uh, James would hate it. Um, <laughs> That's why we should do it. Someone else would just become James. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you are joining us for the first time, what we do here is we take inspiration from a random Magic the Gathering card and a random word, and we create some plot hooks, be they items, be they NPCs, be them storylines, or settings for your game and you are free to use them but if you're going to use them for profit give us some credit and let us know beforehand we are released under a Creative Commons 4 license so our random Magic the Gathering card this week is the Wasteland Scorpion it is a creature with death touch and cycling whatever that means and the little blurb down the bottom is... All but the gods fear the scorpion's sting. It's got like a, an ominous looking tower in the background and cloudy fog over the full moon. It's altogether very ominous and, you know, it's a regular black Magic the Gathering card. And our random word is, of course, Imperial. Brilliant. So it's going to be all fun flowers and lollipops mm. this episode. So... We're going to start off by giving you the pledge, which is a basic idea of our plot hook. Then we will follow it up with a turn. We'll each talk about the pledge that has been given by the other other, uh, other hosts. And then finally, the prestige, which is how we include this hook into your game. So who wants to go first with the Wasteland Scorpion? Jack wants to go first. Yeah, I do. Do you want to go first? Oh, I, I can go first. Wholesome. Yeah, you go first. Okay. I'm trying to make it wholesome. Challenge. So, Imperial Wasteland Scorpion. Now, the Wasteland Scorpion kind of 
lends itself to like Fun. a rustic desert locale. But I don't, I don't want to do that. Imperial is kind of a built-up, wide-spanning country, so I want to do that. And I think will the Wasteland Scorpion is the weapon of choice for people who betray the Emperor. They will base, they they will just be like perhaps there is a uh, the Emperor's spies. They can mark you in some way with a scent or something, and then just release a scorpion in the same city as you, and the scorpion will find its way to you and sting you. The scorpion Ooh. looks like it has a mark on its head. Yeah, yeah. So may, maybe it's it's marked with the the sigil of the of the of the emperor, so that if it is caught, you know you know what's happened. And maybe yeah. So I think that's it. The these scorpions are specifically bred to be the chosen method of death for those who betray the Emperor. Mm, brilliant. And that could include like a thieves guild or an assassin's guild or an animal handler or trying to keep someone away from this tiny little creature that just keeps appearing and you have to keep running faster than it even though it will never stop. That's Ooh. also a fun campaign. Ooh, there you go. Can you, can you outrun a scorpion forever if the scorpion never sleeps? <laughs> I mean, you could just step on it. Try teleporting. Oh yeah, and then and then just die. That's true. You go to yeah. another dimension. Drop a rock on it. <laughs> All right. Well, who wants to go next with their their pledge? Right, I'll, I'll go next. So, looking at it, you know, it's a it's a scary scorpion. Imperial being the key word here. Mm. So I thought rather than it being part of an empire, it was part of an empire. This used to be. This was sort of the downfall of the empire. It's now a wasteland. So, okay, so the where where the empire stood is now a wasteland. Yes. Yeah. And part of that reason was because let's go with some of the uh, more uh, liberal scientists <laughs> or mages or whatever you want to go for. They were experimenting with genetics. They're like, well, the empire is really big now. How do we can control it remotely? So let's see if we can make some animals that could do that. So one of them happened to be one of these scorpions, uh, and he's like, all right, let's make a you know, I don't know, a horse-sized scorpion that could, we could just send out and go kill people. Never, 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 never make a horse-sized scorpion. No, never make a horse-sized scorpion. Make right. a scorpion-sized horse. <laughs> yeah, scorpion-sized horse. That's fine. A baby horse, a tiny little horse that you put in your desk. Yeah, exactly. But they went the other way. And, I mean, these scorpions, well, they just started breeding and multiplying as insects do. And it essentially... The so they em- took over. They took over. They, well... They're mindless beasts. They just the empire yeah. just fell from it. So now it's just a wasteland, and these scorpions just roam it, just looking for the next person to kill. Always blame the scientists. Well, I'm not blaming the scientists. I'm blaming the people who, you know, funded failed to the st- <laughs> funded the scientists. He told them, <laughs> "Hey, why don't be you know be a cool idea? Let's let's fund you guys to make some scorpions that let's kill you a, by a just giant touching insect you. death machine." Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It won't backfire <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. All right. Okay. So, Jack, do you have a pledge for us? Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's a scorpion, imperial. But it's a friendly scorpion. It's a friendly scorpion. Mm. I'm going to go with that. This is the friendly scorpion. Like, <laughs> So, like, you know how there's, like, thousands and tens of thousands, and maybe even millions of orcs in Lord of the Rings, right? It's got to be at least, like, one good orc. Like, by their standards, is completely mentally deficient. <laughs> like, you know, there's, like, one murderous elf or something sure I mean there are a few murderous elves I mean let's pretend that there aren't any for me <laughs> point. 
Um, so, so this this is the black sheep of the scorpion tribe. It's literally black. Well, yes, <laughs> um, Me- the metaphorical black sheep that's also <laughs> literally black. Yes, this is the uh, this is that scorpion, and it's 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 in it's in a wasteland with other scorpions who happen to be the last remnants of a of their empire. Of a scorpion empire, yeah, of an scorpion. intelligent scorpion empire. Yeah. Nice. That's that's a hellish place to send a group of players to. Mm. Yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, so um, I know I know you were trying to make this friendly and happy, but you've accidentally made an empire of intelligent scorpions. But this is the friendly one. <laughs> okay, and this is the friendly one. So <laughs> we're the we're focusing. And how big are these scorpions? Are they horse size? Um, they sort of range from house cat size all the way to. Elephant sized. Okay, and how this one? This one. How is, big is the nice one? This one's a very large dog size. Okay, very large dog. Okay, okay. Well, those nice are the dog. those are three turns. So we have the the uh, uh, what will we call? We'll call it the executioner scorpion. Mm. We have the scorpion empire with one friendly scorpion. Friendly scorpion, the friendly, featuring the friendly featuring, scorpion, nearly featuring the empire of scorpions, <laughs> the empire of cat to elephant-sized scorpions. It's just a side thing. And then we have the 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 scorpions responsible for the downfall of the empire. Mm. So, is have you got a name for these scorpions? Like, what what were they called by their makers? Just list all their names, like Greg, Bill, <laughs> Jane. Oh, a name for the scorpions, eh? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to go with um, the creeping death. Okay, yeah. And does your does your happy, friendly scorpion have a name? Thumb bum. Thumb bum. Thumb bum. Thumb bum. That's even more ridiculous. <laughs> but okay, so uh, whose whose pledge would we like to build on first? Yeah, I'll do it. Um, do we want to build on yours? Yeah. Okay, so. If 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 Thumbum is the one and only happy, friendly, doesn't want to kill you, Scorpion, what does that mean in Scorpion society? Is is does he have trouble eating? Does he have? Is he outcast? Is he? Uh, do they have familial relationships? Is there a hierarchy? Like, is he? Because obviously, like you probably. You're making an NPC, mm. Thumbum, the friendly scorpion, and so you need to give him some sort of motive or some sort of reason to engage the party. Yeah, so he was he was friendly with his own scorpions, which was fine because they're scorpions being friendly with each other. But eventually, that friendliness sort of like led to him befriending, say, a prisoner or a slave, and getting too close to them and, and releasing them. What sort of him slaves do scorpions have? Um, like people slaves? Yeah, people slaves. Right. Ogres. All right. Okay, so we have a scorpion You need empire. people because they have thumbs. I mean, that's fine. I, I'm not saying you don't need people for thumbs because that's the only selling point at the moment. Um, <laughs> okay, so the scorpions have slaves, like humanoid slaves. And Thumbum is against this slavery. Yes, he's very philosophical. Okay, all right. So Thumbum, the slave freer, the yep. emancipationist. He has been outcast, thoroughly okay. outcast. So he's been outcast. All right. So that's that's. I think that's that's a great uh, 
progression of that, mm. Isaac? Do you have anything? Well, were the, the scorpions always sentient, or did something make them go sentient at one point? Yeah, I'd like to think there was like an even older empire before them that made them sentient. So, like that, so maybe you're t- are you tying this into <laughs> into the creeping death? Ooh. Sure, maybe. We've got a like crossover a, going. Yeah, we've got a crossover here. Mm. Mm. All right, good. It always seems to happen, and that's fine. We don't frown on crossovers here at Hooked Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've got Thumbum wants to free the slaves that are held by the Scorpion Empire, and that's, that's a great way to kind of engage with that character. Um, uh, particularly if you have to fight him to start with, because you think and it's just and if you need a guide to go giant. through, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Let's wait for the prestige. Uh, before, I was just going to say something, but I think we'll wait for the prestige. Uh, okay, well, let's let's look at the creeping death. So we have, so these your scorpions are rather mindless. Mm. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So and that it's just they're mindless creatures that have done what they were programmed to do and what they were programmed to do was kill indiscriminately and mm. they have yeah exactly and multiply so how do we how would you make that interesting for the players to interact with well uh, it's, you kind of got these two points of this whole uh, location based thing you got the edge of where the scorpions are moving they're always yeah. moving outwards because that's where life is yeah so you have a case of you got the scorpion invasion coming you got Nations around the outside, kingdoms who've built up defenses to keep the scorpions out, and how you can interact. With okay, that. so the scorpions, this this scorpion empire, is always expanding. Well, it has to because there's nothing left inside. So, as it expands, does the does the population thin out? It does thin out as it gets out. It gets it gets to that point where it gets to where it's not large enough to affect people. Yeah, but still be a massive. There's giant scorpions on okay, the other side okay, of the river. All right, so that's what they're that's what they're doing. Mm. How how do the scorpions function with each other? Is it just like every scorpion for themselves, and they just happen to be traveling in the same direction because that's where all the food is, like zombies? Mm. Or is it more like hierarchical, like ants? So like they 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 sense food, so they kind of cooperate to all attack at once, and then. Mm retreat and then they attack in, in waves or... Well, that's an interesting... I, th- I feel like it kind of is both of those. So the ones on the outside, they're very, you know, that zombie-like. They just yeah. move towards food, but as you get closer to the centre, the epicentre of where the scorpions came because there's less food, yeah. now it's a case of, alright, now we need to work together. So they're starting to form this kind of hierarchical nature okay. inside this what you could assume would be like a desert or a wasteland. Yeah, a wasteland, definitely. Mm. But also a wasteland made of what used to be a, a sprawling empire. Mm. So there might be a whole bunch of loot exactly. um, to be had that doesn't interest scorpions mm. uh, because what's a scorpion going to do with a they, gold coin? They just need people with thumbs. They just need people that's with thumbs. That's all they need. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's the thing where it kind of leaps off. You've got that too. How do you get into this empire with this kind of almost wall of death around it. Yeah. And then yeah. once you're in how- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you make sure you don't get caught by the ones who've got a little bit of intelligence? Yeah. So you can get that sick loot. All right. And how do you get back out again? Well, fly. You fly. No, no. We do. <laughs> you, you, that's the thing with D&D. You always make sure you do all the interesting things before they can learn fly. Yes. After that, you just, we're going to put you underground. After fifth level, it's useless. <laughs> yes, exactly. I keep my players as low as I can for as long as I can. All right. Uh, okay. So, well, then I guess we're back to me with my execution of Scorpion. So I think I'd like to focus rather small on this uh, on on this idea and go into perhaps the effects of what the scorpion does mm. so rather than just sting you and you immediately die I think the scorpion's been chosen by the emperor because it's so horrific and makes an example of you so maybe something like like, like how leprosy was shunned, I think it's best if, if the target ha- has to exist for a certain amount of time before mm. and, and has very visible marks and is perhaps maybe contagious to those around them so that the emperor might not only kill the target but the target's family and friends because of the insult to the emperor. Mm. So would you see this as more of a... The empire is kind of like you know it's it's a complete just the the emperor is kind of like it's a complete dictatorship. He makes sure everyone does exactly what he says. If you, you step one foot out of line, Scorpion's coming get. Or is this more like a it's a normal kind of just empire? But if you do something really wrong, we're really gonna mess you up. Yeah, I, I think definitely the second one. Mm. So it's it's not like death is at the hand of the emperor is commonplace but it's more of a political message. Mm. So if you've tried to, like, say, kill a senator, the senator could appeal to the emperor to have an ex- to have an example made of you and send out the execution of Scorpion. Now, what do you make of that public? Would it be like, hey, we just sent the Scorpion after this guy and everyone on the sidelines is cheering for how long is this guy going to last before the Scorpion finds him? I, I, think, I think that is why the Scorpion is branded so... Predominantly, because you can you'll see it walking down the street, and it won't pay any attention to the person who isn't marked. Mm. So it, it's really it's like people go like, "Oh no, someone's going to die. Who is it? Who is it this time? <laughs> What's going on?" Mm. Um, and that kind of leads into that kind of mob justice as well. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting mechanic to play with as well. If if the players can see that this is happening. And if they think that they've done something, they either have to stay away from it or if they think that they know that one of their friends has done something, they need to try and protect them. Mm. Or, or, or they've been charged with finding out who did it before, who did what before. Or maybe the they just have a funeral service for them early. Maybe. Maybe well, that's what they do. Maybe, you're, maybe, there's you're, like a whole customer maybe your players are a travelling like, funeral show. Yep, see ya. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's the one thing you could look at it. It's like, Everybody sees, oh, the scorpion's coming out. Now it's time for, like, everyone's going to cheer. Everyone's, it's like, it's almost like a game to them. Yeah, definitely. You can see how, like, people would be kind of, yeah, buy into it. And maybe bets could be placed. Mm. Yeah, and that's like a whole social thing against this this target. Mm. That's mm. great. I love mm. that. Mm. And so maybe rather than the execution of scorpion, it's, it's just called the emperor's justice. Mm. Because as soon as you're marked, 
and the scorpion is is chasing you around everyone knows that you've been shunned and rather than just exile you or excommunicate you you're going to be publicly humiliated until you die a painful death mm, and that's just the point is that even even your friends and you know your family they might say oh he's been marked yeah well let's see how long you last buddy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I like that oh now I want to use that <laughs> do it mm. Yeah, says the two people in the game <laughs> that I run. No. <laughs> um, excellent. Okay, well, so, the, so that's the turn. So I've got the... I, I've changed the name now to the Emperor's Justice. We still have the uh, Empire of the Creeping Death. Mm. And we have Thumbum the Friendly Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the pledge is where we put the final touches on our hook and we try to incorporate... give people a way to incorporate it into their games. So let's start with the Empire of the Creeping Death. Mm. So I think the base works really dark. So mm. you have you have the initial kind of wall of Scorpion Death that you need to get past to get into the Empire where all this riches and whatever could be. Mm. And then you have the intelligent Scorpions or the ones that are working together in a hierarchical structure in the Empire proper mm. that you have to deal with while you're there. Mm. So I think that kind of path follows a, a pretty standard adventure narrative. There's an adventure right there. You can put it like at the edge of your map and say, I don't know what's on that side of the map, but let's just throw this chunk. <laughs> oh, the creeping death scorpions. Hey, plays, maybe don't go that way. <laughs> but if you do, here's some cool stuff. Don't go that way until you're a higher level. <laughs> don't go that way till you can fly. But um, maybe the scorpions in the center have wings. Well, that's what I wanted to ask. I, I, I kind of want an idea of what the society of the intelligent scorpions in the center is, especially if we're going to tie that into the scorpion empire Mm. that Jack's given us, um, what sort of challenge could those scorpions pose? Well, you see, if these scorpions started off as more or less a genetic experiment, Mm. there could be a case of they are constantly mutating. Yeah, absolutely. On the outside, they don't live long enough. They go out, they fight, Mm. people kill them, new ones come out. Rats in the center, they'll live for longer, they've mutated more. Some have wings, some of them might be able to use magic. You get to that point where they start being intelligent, and maybe you have like. And then they start harnessing that mutation. You, they start and they harnessing. They have like it. squadrons of magic <laughs> scorpions and squadrons of flying scorpions. And mm. then the merchant scorpions. <laughs> so you have that. <laughs> that, that, that covered in gold. <laughs> you could have that kind of two side to the thing. You have like the really young. Unintelligent scorpions are just out fighting on the edges. Oh, the old it. ones want to keep the masses young and unintelligent. Yeah, they could they could have that thing where they want to keep. All right, we just keep sending those ones out, but the special ones. Well, maybe maybe it's the thing that if the scorpions survive long enough on the edges, they always come back, they and could. so then you get the the experienced veterans coming back, mm. and then mm. they live on to impart knowledge and what have you. Well, that could be the thing, like how they get yeah. slaves when they get intelligent enough. They realize, you know what? Instead of killing these people, how about I just grab a bunch of my claws and take them back to my slave empire with the rest of the family? Yeah, and then they can do my work for me. Exactly. All right. I think that's great. So the empire of a creeping death. Mm. Love it. All right. Shall we... What? Well, Isaac, what would you prefer? Do you want to go to Thumbum or do you want to go to the Emperor's Justice? Well, let's finish it. Let's let's, let's go to Thumbum. If, if our thing's going to be linked, let, let's tie it up so we can... Go into the other one. Okay, so 
Bum bum. Outcast. Outcast Scorpion wants to free the slaves. I think he's he was named he was given his name by a slave he befriended. Aww. And that's why it was it's a bit unscorpiony. <laughs> well what okay. would be a scorpion name? I don't know, probably like Rishzak or something. Krishna. Lots of Z. Krishnakstak. Yep. Don't be racist. I think a good a good <laughs> hook. <laughs> a good hook, a really <laughs> obvious one is often you're trying to find an NPC. Yeah. Yeah. NBC's been abducted and made into a slave, so you have to go to the Scorpion Empire to get them back. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, or, and, and or perhaps... Thumb Bum happens to know about them, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, by the way, I want to free them, so... <laughs> so, so would Thumb Bum be on the wave on the outside, or maybe even outside of the wave, or would he be I further think, inside? I think, I'd imagine he would, have, he would have gone to the end of the wave at some point, and then would have come back, and that's why he was in a position mm. to free them in the first place. See, I, I, w- I would view this Scorpion Empire as maybe... A few hundred years after, yes, the empire of the creeping death. Yes, mm. I think it's a bit. Yeah, more. where where it is kind of like a bit more embedded, and the scorpions aren't finding their way anymore. They're mm. kind of really set, and they know how things yeah, are working, same. and things are now more political, and they have third, fourth generation slaves. There's been a mm. few slave uprisings. You know, yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's and what I was thinking. Your thumb, thumb bums the future. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. So he's he's kind of the go-to person to get people mm. in and out. Now, a question on that. If this is a few hundred years later, would you make an assumption that he is the next point of their evolution? That now they're not just intelligent, now they've actually got a conscience, and he's the first one to actually get to that stage. Yeah, this is like the... might not be the first Scorpion, but he's certainly the first Scorpion that would make them make the players question mm. so what's could, in front of them. So could there be... Good. The potential of more scorpions think like this, but he's yes. the only one who's actually putting action into and it. And then you have to lead the scorpion uprising with Thumbum as a leader. Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So um, maybe, and I'm just going just gonna to put the final little, final little touch, maybe my empire mm. is the empire that was fallen because of the experiments conducted. On the scorpion. Yes, yes. Maybe they're like. So this is this is a thousand years in the past. Mm, maybe then, other noble families got, got the magic and started. Sending well, out yeah. May, maybe the rebels, uh, the rebels of of the empire, captured some of these justice mm. scorpions and started experimenting with them to mm. make them bigger and more deadly and less discriminate about who they're attacking. Or maybe it could be the case of. People starting getting bored of just the normal ones. They're oh, like, yeah, so they bred them for sport. Let, let's bred them for, like, yeah, let's, like, really get into it. Like, what can we actually do to get the people, you know, invested in this and keep them civil in the society? Yeah, yeah. Let's make them crazy and crazy and, whoops, they're too crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Now they're just killing everyone in the street. <laughs> How could this have gone so wrong? How did we not see this happening? <laughs> Five hundred uh. years later, there's a friendly scorpion. <laughs> Some of them are like wearing nice clothes. <laughs> and, and, and as that friendly scorpion's on his deathbed, uh, saying goodbye to his hundreds of children, <laughs> he says, "It all started <laughs> when an emperor wanted to kill his enemies." And then uh, he's like, "By the way, whoever wants the throne can have it if they're the strongest. If they're the strongest." So and then the whole cycle it. starts again. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Well, there you go. That, that's three <laughs> stages for three different parts of a game where you want to start it. Or if you have immortal characters, they can play at each each different stage. Or time travelers. If mm. you're playing a time travel campaign, 
It's true. Yeah, and like if they have involuntary time travel, so you're you're in the first one for the the lower levels, in the middle one for the mid levels, and then in the final scorpions everywhere, mm. scorpion uprising for the, the high levels. There you go. I think that'd be that'd be real fun to play. That's a whole campaign right there, just for you. Now. This podcast is produced under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivative 4.0 license internationally. That means that you can share and redistribute material in any medium or format as long as you give credit and do not use the medium for commercial purposes without explicit written permission. So just get in contact with us. Scorpion hell for everyone. Scorpion hell for everyone. We're here to spread the scorpion hell love. (laughs) Uh, If you you have any artwork, if you're an artist and you have uh, any artwork that you think we could use for inspiration, feel free to send it through to our email at podcast.hooked at gmail.com or reach out on Facebook, Twitter. We haven't got an Instagram set up yet, I don't think, but we will soon. So reach out on any of those platforms and yeah, uh, keep playing fun games. I've been Zane C. Weber here with Isaac from Law and Disorder playing Pons and Melina and maybe someone else if I die again. Maybe. From the Scorpions. <laughs> and uh, once and again, Jack playing Dashbold in Law and Disorder. Who's would, never died. If I do die, I'd probably play Dashbold's brother. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Bold, Bring him back. Yeah, Bold Dash. Necromancer riding a scorpion. <laughs> oh, good lord. Okay, so we had the Emperor's Justice, we had the Empire of the Creeping Death, and we had Thumbum, the Friendly Scorpion. Until next time, bye everybody. Bye. Yeah. I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies and now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinga. The Devil. And a Mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world come join us oh, that's not kind of productions podcast hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.